All right, we're recording. All right, finally. <laughs> yeah, big change now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now all of a sudden we don't want to talk. <laughs> no, we've got nothing to talk about. <laughs> Man, we we talked for like half an hour about Venom. And then... Uh... Venom. Venom, 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 Venom. Put on your denim. <laughs> yep, and all right. Thank you. Right. That, was, <laughs> that was a good podcast. That was late to the podcast. <laughs> let's stop it. I'm late. No, you got here right on time. No, I'm late. Sorry, I'm late. It's just like this new schedule is totally confusing. You're too late. <laughs> a wizard is never late. Can I help you? Yeah, I uh, want to see the show. But not to come late. You are late. You're late, man. Always late, huh? The hour goes late. You're late. I'm not paying attention. But is he already too late to save his friends? You're too late. And I'm like, dude. I would say yes, it lives up to the hype. <laughs> what little hype I had for it. It was pretty damn good. Um, okay. uh, so I think in the last one we said we were doing Dirty Harry next. But, uh, or, we've changed that twice now. Yeah, we it, changed it twice. Not only is it not Dirty Harry, it wasn't our second option either, which was Mad Max. I so, couldn't find my copy of Mad Max. <laughs> no one could find their copy of Mad Max. So we nixed that, and now instead, since John just saw it for the first time the other night, and I've only seen it for the first time a few months ago. Oh, uh, shit, I didn't know that. The first Halloween. Halloween. Which I think is perfect. Fits the theme of the podcast. It's something I'd never seen, and you just recently saw it for the first time. As someone who had just seen it, and your impression's a little more fresh, what'd you think of Halloween, uh, personally? I'm, That's what this part is, the personal impression. Yes, this is the subjective part of the the podcast. Um, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it was not scary at all. Huh? Not even, like, remotely. Now I know I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that too. Um, but, you know, I mean, it was, honestly, it was... Kind of a little bit boring. It was an hour and a half movie, and it took an hour before Michael Myers started fucking killing anybody, really, except his girlfriend, or his, not his fucking girlfriend, his sister at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Take two. Uh, since he <laughs> killed his sister at the beginning of the movie. Even that part took a long time. I mean, yeah. if you're the epitome of evil, you're just going to like kind of walk around the... First of all, how did he get outside of the house? Why wasn't someone watching that? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was upstairs. Halloween. He was trick-or-treating. Yeah, well, his sister shouldn't have just been brushing her hair upstairs. She deserved to get stabbed. And also, um, he was young. He shouldn't have been out trick-or-treating by himself either. That's true. Um, which, is, speaking of, I didn't realize Michael Myers was supposed to be 21 in this movie. Because <laughs> he was six years old when he killed his sister, and then it was 15 years later. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't realize he was supposed to be that young. I don't know why I was expecting somebody, like, just there was no age stamp, really, is kind of what I was expecting from Michael Myers. Right. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to just, well, we'll we'll get to it. I have a critique of how the story was told, but we'll get to that point. Jacob, since how you also recently saw this for the first <laughs> time, what was your impression of the film? Uh, well, first of all, don't say Jacob. Don't full name me. Okay, sorry. Take two. Jake, since this was your first time seeing the the, the film, what was your impression of it? Um, uh, you know what? It wasn't good. <laughs> I didn't like it. It was like you said, it was boring. Like, I mean, even the I think part of that is probably just because of when we were exposed to it. Not only that, 
how much other stuff we've seen between then. Mm-hmm. I mean, even you, someone who doesn't like horror movies, you have to know there's scarier shit out there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, it's just so... I saw The Conjuring right after watching Halloween. That was scary. That <laughs> Not was only the way he... Like, it, the movie's pacing is slow. Yeah. He's slow at killing people. Like, why is he breathing so heavy? You're taking your sweet-ass time. <laughs> There's no physical exertion that you were doing, sir. <laughs> right. And then... Uh, but still nobody hears him coming. Right, yeah. But, uh, I mean... Yeah, it seemed really simple. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Like, I didn't think it was enjoyable. <laughs> oh, you didn't even, like, enjoy it? No. Not really. I mean... Like, I saw some of the draw. I mean, like, I, I get it from the standpoint of that it's old. And it was the first of many other movies to take off from there. So I can appreciate the fact that it's the first of the series. Yeah. But beyond that, I don't think it was a good movie. Well, yeah, I, 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 I can see that argument, definitely. Like, I kind of disagree. I think it was a good movie for what it was, but I don't think, like... Well, okay, if we're going to say for what it was, uh, well, sure. I, I mean, as, like, as a slasher, I mean, it, I think it ticks all the right boxes for a slasher film. I mean, I John mean, Carpenter Yeah, it hits those Craven. boxes. I just think they do it boringly. That's true, but uh, getting to the social relevancy part of the podcast, <laughs> um, I mean, think about, you know, when it was made and the styles of movies that had been coming out. It was kind of a horror movie unlike any other at the time. Yeah, it came out in 78. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it was something fresh. It was something new. It was something people hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. So, it's, you know, that's part of the draw. That's why at the time, I mean, that was terrifying. And there was some really great imagery in it, too. Like the scene near the end, spoiler alerts, um, when he is in the house with her. And she's like freaking out, breathing heavily, and then the camera pans up, and the, the lighting shifts, and there he is standing in the doorway. Yeah, like that's real good, subtle horror, and that goes a long way to creating kind of a an uneasiness in him stalking her throughout the movie. Yeah, I suppose those buildups are good when they happen, but it takes forever for them to happen. Yeah, even in between each kill that he does, it's. A long time, especially not even just talking about the whole movie, because it doesn't start happening until the second, second half of the movie. Second half. Try the last thirty minutes <laughs> of an hour and a half long movie. Like, um, I checked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree with you. Like, it's probably one of the, you know, first slashers like this, and it probably spawned, you know, a lot of, I wouldn't say imitators, but a lot of movies similar, like Friday the Thirteenth and stuff like that. I wouldn't yeah. call Freddy in that area. He's not very. He's not the same thing. No, Freddy's a very different kind of slasher. Um, I think what they they did a good job at like building up that tension, mm-hmm. but then they don't know how how to end it, so they kind of like try to make you think like it's over, and then they ramp it back up again, and they do that three times also towards the end of the movie. They call this the Return of the King ending. <laughs> Except we didn't even get a fancy fade to black. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, so. I mean, we're kind of jumping to the end here. Uh, but, I mean, really, when people think of Halloween, the last 30 minutes is kind of what people think about more. Yeah, probably. Not the little high school drama that goes on around Jamie Lee Curtis before Michael Myers starts killing people. Right. So, I'll even talk about just with the stuff with Jamie Lee Curtis. So, she thinks she's finished him on the couch. Yep. She hasn't. She thinks she finishes him at the closet. 
she hadn't. And each time it ends the same way. She just takes a deep breath. And then kind of looks off into the distance. And sure enough, he sits up like the undertaker and then steps up behind her again. And then uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Lupin. Loomis. Loomis. Lupin. That's Harry Potter. Dr. Loomis. The movie would have been very different if uh, <laughs> Professor Lupin wasn't there. Ah, that's a boggart, Harry. Don't worry. <laughs> it's what you fear most. Um, no, so Loomis comes in, shoots him. He falls out the window. And then they're like, all right, we definitely got him this time. Which, yeah, it's a trope in all movies. But if they started it, then fuck them because it's dumb. <laughs> and, they just, and then they finally take that big, big deep breath. Ah, we got him. And then sure enough, they look out the window and he's gone. It's like, why didn't he go back into the house to try and kill him again? Like, Because he he's like, they, these people keep stopping me. I'm going to go regroup for a minute. <laughs> I'm going to dig this bullet out. Yeah. Or all six of the bullets out. And I'd like to point out, Loomis was kind of a dick throughout the whole movie. Yeah, he is. Um, he, he is in the other ones also. He's like weirdly like that. Especially when there's one with the kid. <laughs> he's like screaming at her and shaking her and stuff. Oh, it's yeah. weird. I was thinking just the bit where the kids were like going up to the Myers house and he's like in the bushes, like shouting at the children to scare them away. And he like laughs to himself about it. He's kind of proud about doing that. <laughs> yeah. No wonder Michael never responded to your therapy, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you wonder why he became this soulless, evil piece of shit. Yeah. Because you're just screaming at him. <laughs> Why'd you kill your sister, Michael? Which, which brings me to the, the story plot point I wanted to talk about earlier. They, I think they should have just cut the whole bit with him killing his sister. I think they should have just started with Loomis and the nurse going to pick up Michael to get him transferred. Because, you know, they're like, oh, he's going back to finish his killing spree. He killed one person when he was six and stopped immediately. Right, because he was that's, taken into custody immediately. That's not a spree, A. And B, if he had other targets to go for, they weren't Jamie Lee Curtis and her shitty friends. Right. So... I think it would have been better if it opened with he's like he's going back to commit another spree or something, <laughs> and then it'd be like that would have made more sense to me. It's like what happened in that movie was not a continuation of fifteen years previous. And also, what I think is weird about all of these movies, so they're called Halloween. Yes, Halloween happens every year. Yeah, he does not try to break out every year. What's up with the infrequency of when he decides like? <laughs> I'm going to get him this year. <laughs> it's like, I mean, what? He spins a wheel. <laughs> he, so you said he was 21, right? Yeah. He killed someone who was six, been in there for 15 years. 21. He's like, I'm coming back. I'm going to get him. Why 21? Well, I mean, the 15-year mark is a nice even number. That that at least makes sense. I, I mean, I guess, but... <laughs> I mean, it's not 15 years in between each movie, though, either. It's well, not even five years. That's fair. Well, he's out now. Not yet. The movie hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not out until we're sitting in the theater and we watch him get out. That's a good point. I mean, shit, it's been 40 years since uh, the original Halloween. So that makes, since he was six, another 15 years. So it's been four, 55 years since he was six. So he's 61 in this new movie. I that's guess. Coming out. But he's got to be like 80 years old. Well, I mean, no, no. I'm in real that, life, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the Michael Myers killer is 61. And he's still ambling around like it ain't nothing. He's got a knife taped to his walker. <laughs> Let me tell you, visual comedy works so well across an, a non-visual medium. <laughs> um, 
for those at home, I was imitating holding a walker and then stabbing somebody with it. <laughs> and then also, when he gets out at the beginning of the movie, yes. there's all sorts of crazy people all over the lawn, mm-hmm. but they're only concerned about Michael. Yes. Yeah, a lot of people to take care of. He is the one that's pure evil. And also, he's never talked once. Like, how's that counseling ever worked where Loomis would think he's returning to his house and now he's going after his sister and... Like, where does he think this plot's coming from? He's never told him. Well, he never I mean, said anything to him. Well, actually, I think it really makes sense for the Loomis character because he's wrong literally until he finds the car. <laughs> <laughs> he's wrong up until that moment. And then he just happened to walk past the children running out of the house. He's like, aha, that's got to be the one Michael Myers is in. And he's right. <laughs> it's the one time in the entire movie he's correct about something. Also, I thought Michael Myers stabbed people a lot more. He choked out pretty much everybody in this movie. He gets a little more creative as the movies go. He starts using stuff that's just around. Yeah. I saw him stab someone with a rifle through a door. Wow. <laughs> so, that's impressive. Yeah. It's a pretty blunt object, to be honest. Let's talk about the social relevance, since we've got the newest one coming out this year, then. Yeah. So, I mean, we've kind of said... For when it came out, yeah, it probably was scary. Mm. I mean, especially back in the 70s, everyone's probably leaving their front doors unlocked even in suburbia. So oh, yeah. <laughs> no one's thinking someone's coming to get them. I yep. mean, yeah, so that definitely. could be very scary. And then also now all of a sudden you got a mask to go with it. How many kids the Halloween after that movie came out are wearing that mask and running around and freaking people out? Yeah, I mean, that's probably a lot of them. So, I mean... Especially teenagers. It's always going to be teenagers. <laughs> How do you think uh, this new Halloween movie, I mean, how do you think it's supposed to try and hold up to what the first one did? I mean, do you think maybe this one's supposed to be the end of all Halloween movies? Or do you think it's supposed to kind of give it a rebirth since the last one we had was H2O? Or, well, the the ones with Rob Zombie, yeah, but this one's a reboot based on the... Well, originals. from what I understand about this new Halloween that's coming out um, and... You know, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, has been out for a while. Who knows? Um, no, I think this this one I think is gonna try and bring bring it into a more modern sensibility for horror movies. Um, I mean, initial reviews for it have been pretty good. That it's pretty scary, and so I mean, you got to kind of grow with your audience. I mean, a lot of the original Halloween was in broad daylight mm-hmm. up until all the shit starts hitting the fan, and it might be the same here. But I think you're. I think we're going to see kind of like a, a a mix of old school, original Halloween kind of feel to the movie, and that as well as maybe some influence from the Rob Zombie movies, because some of the aesthetic has kind of a Rob Zombie aesthetic too. Um, at least in the, the way trailer. the mask looks all dirty and carved up and stuff. He went for a more gritty, yeah, Michael Myers, and that's this one kind of looks like that. Yeah, I mean, like there's a scene in the trailer where he's dumping the teeth over the the. Uh, toilet stall. Yeah, that seems very Rob Zombie-esque. That's, that's 100% Rob Zombie right there. <laughs> um, so I think we're going to get kind of a mix of that, and maybe that's exactly what it needs. I don't think necessarily... I think I think not a ton of gore, but I'm, I'm imagining some gore I think would go kind of a long way for this sort of a movie. Um, and just, I think, a very deliberate, slower pacing, this kind of constant feeling of being slowly followed by and by the boogeyman 
Um, I mean, it helped, it, again, from what I understand, too, this one is supposed to be a uh, the official sequel to Halloween, basically. It's like yeah, the all the other Halloween shit doesn't... Probably. I mean, yeah, are they the even sequeling to Halloween 2? Well, because they say the whole thing where it's like Laurie Strode was a sister, and they mention that, and they're like, nah, that's not true. So I think they're retconning out everything about every other Halloween. And it's like you get Halloween and then Halloween. And those are those are the two movies in the series mm. that count. Um, and that works for me because a lot of them weren't great, <laughs> including the one that she was even Laurie Strode in back in H two O. Yeah, so that one uh, was not great. Uh, how about you? What do you what do you, what are your thoughts on uh, the upcoming Halloween movie is and the the impact and importance of the original? Well, Halloween. So I mean. The first one obviously has an impact mostly just for the trend it started. Mm. And then they've taken it very far. Like, I mean, even with some of how ridiculous some of the other Halloweens got. I'm excited for this new one. It looks like it's supposed to be much better than the original. It's playing off the story set by the original. I didn't like the way the story was necessarily executed in the original. I thought it was boring. But the idea of the story is interesting. And I think that's what this one's really going to do well. Because now we have this killer who we know now has a history of killing because he's done it 40 years ago. Yes. Now he's coming for this person who this person, Lori, she's now been able to prep the whole time. I'm basically just giving the plot of the movie. But I'm saying I think this is really interesting. Yeah. And I think it's going to be executed well because... Mostly just because I really like Danny McBride and David Gordon Green's writing style. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, what's going to help is it's going to give Michael motive. Yeah. Like, he's obsessed with Laurie Strode in the first one because she just happened by his house when he saw her. was, like, the reason he's like, I need to kill her Mm -hmm. was his whole motivation. Now it's like, she's the one who got away. Right. Now there's, like, impact behind him needing to kill her and it makes sense Mm -hmm. i would agree and then i'm wondering how her family is necessarily going to play into it too does he want to kill her whole family are they just getting in his way does Lori assume he wants to kill her family because i mean there's there's that stuff in the trailer where she's talking to her family about how they need to be prepped and stuff she basically becomes sarah connor in terminator 2 yeah yeah true yeah definitely a lot except she's not in the asylum yet (laughs) yes all right, so let's not necessarily touch on social relevance anymore. Let's just talk about uh, who would like this movie. I mean, fans of slashers. I mean, or really, you know, if you if you're the purist, has to watch all the classic films. You got to watch Halloween. I think that's a classic slasher, classic horror film. Um, again, does not necessarily make it good, right? Yeah. But it's a classic for a reason. Um, <laughs> and there is some quality to it there. It's it's almost a little Hitchcockian in a way, where it's like not gory and stuff, and it does, it's like not like crazy scary. I think the idea of it is supposed to be scarier than yes. what it really is. Yes, absolutely. I mean, basically, you're supposed to walk out of it, it just like with any good horror movie. I think is you're not supposed to think the exact context. You're supposed to like when you walk to your car when you have it parked on the street. You're looking both ways is, you know, because is there like somebody stalking me? Like that's, that's the fear it wants to instill in you. Not specifically that Michael Myers is going to come get you. Right. But that, you know, the boogeyman's out there kind of thing. 
And this guy's been stabbed. He's been shot. Nothing kills him. So don't try and pull a gun on whoever's stalking you either. Yeah. So I really, I don't understand Laurie Strode's plan in the new movie. She's seen gunfire not work on Michael Myers. Yeah, but he's always wearing that suit. Who knows what he's got on under the jumpsuit? <laughs> That's a fair point. And now he's 61. He might be, he might take a bullet and not get back up. Just one, just dead. <laughs> wow, that was easy. 20 minutes into the movie, she shoots him once. He goes down and does not get back up. I mean, in the trailer, we see him get shot in the head, basically. Do we? Shot through the window, yeah. No, It looks like it hits him in the head. No, because then what you're supposed to see is that was a mirror reflection of Michael Myers. That oh, she was really? looking at. Yeah, because she shoots and he's gone. Oh, I thought it looked like cracked, like he like went backwards or something. No, you, 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 like that was a mirror reflecting him and he's somewhere else. Oh. Or he's somewhere else in the room and knows to not stand in the fucking window. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. Got me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, anyone who's like a fan of even film history, I mean, this one kind of sets the stage for a lot of other movies yes. afterwards. Like, uh, I, I mean, I think Friday the 13th started in the 70s, no? 80s. I actually looked that it up. It did start in the 80s? I was texting Nick about this, and he was, uh, he's like, yeah, a lot of the old slasher films are really boring. Friday the 13th, worst of all. <laughs> and so I looked, and Friday the 13th came out like a year or two after Halloween. I mean, those are probably the two biggest non-speaking, slow-walking stalkers of all time. Yeah. And I mean... If you think about it, maybe Jason was kind of like just trying to amp up what Michael has. It's a bigger knife. Yeah, yeah I mean, that that makes sense. Uh, I guess the mask slightly isn't more, that haunting. I was going to say, though, a slightly more iconic mask, though. Like, if you, if you, I think if you were Anyone to ask can someone, get that mask. Anybody can get that mask. And I think if you ask anybody, like, for, you know, who's the first, like, slasher character, like, think mask. Yeah, I think Jason, I think Jason was bigger than Michael Myers as a specific character, but I think. I mean, yeah, Michael Myers is like the one who kind of kickstarted the whole slasher genre. Right. Uh, I guess I guess it boils down now, and I think we've answered it a few times throughout. Did this live up to the hype for you, Jake? No, not at all. No. <laughs> I mean, like, like we keep saying it for what it is. Yeah, it's I, okay. Yeah. I mean, the score first of all is very iconic. Oh, I mean, yeah. that was made for that movie by John Carpenter. He, yes. the director, actually made the music for it. I mean, when you hear that music, you know it's Halloween, so that's cool, I mean, it's but good. I mean, the hype of like, oh, it's a good movie, it's not a good movie. I, I don't think it, I don't like the movie. Mm-hmm. I would rather watch a Halloween done later that's got more interesting characters and stuff. Yeah. I mean, Michael, he's interesting, sure, and he doesn't talk, so he's not going to get that much development, so you just appreciate him, but the characters aren't interesting yet. Yeah. The only one who is is Dr. Loomis, kind of, but he's yelling at everybody. He's just being kind of a dick. And that's right. why it's interesting. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't care about the two little kids. They're kind of annoying. I don't care about Lori. She's a pushover and does everything for her friends. Yeah. So she's got no fucking personality at all. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, as the movies go on, they start getting more interesting characters. I'd rather watch one of those Halloweens. Mm. So, like we keep saying, it sets the stage for a lot of stuff to happen. Yada yada yada. It, it's it's the Citizen Kane of slasher movies, really. I mean, like Citizen Kane did a lot for cinema. Well, actually, My... wouldn't Psycho be the slasher movie Citizen Kane? I mean, I just cut all this out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I was just thinking about like what other movies is someone killing someone with a knife? Yeah, I mean, but I don't really think a Psycho was a slasher film. Yeah, it's more of a thriller, it's isn't a it? Psychological thriller. Yeah, slasher to me. And this is a debate for because he only kills for the one our person. next podcast idea. What is and isn't a slasher? And we watch movies and debate whether or not it's a slasher film. <laughs> um, John Wick, absolutely a slasher film, by the way. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Take it from the perspective of like that lead bad guy from any of those movies. That's a fucking slasher movie, but with guns. They call him the Boogeyman for God's sake. Yeah, but that that's sorry, just because they call the him the Boogeyman. Well, the Baba Yaga. The Baba Yaga. He's who you send to kill the fucking Boogeyman. Anyways, but come on, it, it's the same thing. It's this soulless, remorseless killer just fucking murdering people. He's not soulless or remorseless. He's just getting to the head guy because all these people ahead. are getting in his way. I mean, would you call Kill Bill a slasher movie? No, that's definitely a kung fu movie. But even if they didn't do kung fu, I wouldn't call it a slasher movie. No, I know. But if you take away the kung fu aspect of it, you don't have a movie. Whereas, again, no, I mean... Well, if if it's with guns, it's John Wick. (laughs) I mean, okay, John Wick, obviously, from the point of view of John Wick, is not a slasher movie. But if you take it from the point of view of the head mafia boss in the first one and the guy from the second movie... It's kind of a slasher movie. I guess, but then only Russian people see it as a slasher movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fair enough. Us good Americans see it as someone getting revenge. Yeah. (laughs) All right, fair enough. Um, But yeah, that's good (laughs) pre-podcast banter right there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We can we can move shit around. Um, But no, I would I I wouldn't say Psycho is necessarily a slasher film. But uh, that's kind of why I'm thinking Halloween is kind of the guy. Not the Godfather, the, uh, the the Citizen Kane of... Because I think Citizen Kane is also an apt comparison because it's boring. Mm. Oh mm. my god, is it boring. <laughs> Citizen Kane sucks. Don't watch it. I don't care if you are a film snob who wants to hit your 100% completion and watch them all. Don't bother with Citizen Kane. I doubt any film snob has listened to this podcast and <laughs> before they've seen Citizen Kane. <laughs> Wow, you know what? You're right. I should watch Citizen Kane. <laughs> Except if you're listening to this podcast and haven't, and then your decision is to watch Citizen Kane, you took the wrong message away from this podcast. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to watch... Well, yeah. If you're having a slasher movie marathon, you got to put Halloween on it. If only for completion's sake. <laughs> and after the first two, I mean... Okay, so the second one is a sequel to the first one. Yeah. And then in three and four, you don't really need to see the first one. I mean, it's just, I didn't even pick up on it at first until halfway through the third movie that the little girl is Laurie Strode's daughter, and Laurie Strode died in a car accident. And then her stuff gets fucking canned by the fifth movie, where she's an adult, and she gets killed at the beginning of it, and passes on this spooky baby to Paul Rudd. And then in that movie, that's over. And then it goes into uh, uh, Busta Rhymes and his story. And then all of a sudden, we're at H2O, and it's back to Laurie Strode. She never died in a car accident. She didn't have some illegitimate daughter who had a fucking sacrificial baby that she gave to Paul Rudd. And now we're at Halloween. Yeah. That which cans all of that again. Everything after the first one. So what I, my point being is you don't really need to see the first one to see any other Halloween movies. Except for this new one. Yeah, pretty much. That and Halloween 2. Yeah, sure. 
Also, don't watch Season of the Witch, apparently. Yeah, Season of the Witch has nothing to do with Michael Myers, so don't go looking for Halloween 3 in your in family video or Redbox. Yeah. You're not going to find it, and it's not worth the time. It's about masks. That's all. Go watch Goosebumps instead. Yeah. Or The Mask. <laughs> yeah. Or Jim Carrey's The, <laughs> the Mask. mask. <laughs> or Which, the movie Mask. Uh, or Man in the Iron Mask. Venom. <laughs> venom, 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 venom. Uh, All right, so that's it. Um, at LTTS Podcast, at Jocko Linguini, on Jocko underscore Linguini. And Rosen do too. Bye. Bye.